This program is brought to you by Energy and Co-Productions. This program may have sensitive information, so please listen with caution. Your host, Rupal Chowdhury. Hi, and welcome to Powerhouse. We're your go-to source for what's going on in the world today. And we're focused on bringing to you the latest on power, something that is ever-present in all of our daily lives. The abuse of power is pretty common, and we see it way more than you may think. But first, who am I? Well, who am I? I don't even know the answer to that, and even if I did, it practically changes all the time. I'm a political fanatic, pop culture fanatic, and in general, just a news junkie. I absolutely love reading about anything and everything, and also, especially, about current events and catching up on just about everything. Knowing what's happening around you, I feel, is such an incredibly important thing because without any knowledge of current events, local news, or even just the weather, I feel that it hinders your ability to have any kind of hindsight, really. It feels like you've been living under a rock, as pop culture does tend to say. Alright, alright, enough about me. Let's start with the topic of abuse of power, as mentioned before. So this first episode is about abuse of power, and you may be wondering, however, before I get into all of this, what an abuse of power really is. Abuse of power or abuse of authority in the form of malfeasance in office or official misconduct is the commission of an unlawful act done in an official capacity, which affects the performance of official duties. Well, so that's what it means. I would love to say that only world leaders abuse their power, but honestly, I can't. Truthfully, an abuse of power can be committed by basically anyone. Sometimes, of course, it is hard to understand when it is happening, so let's say being in a controlling relationship or having a controlling partner in your life. Denial is always a huge factor, um, and it's never the victim's fault. And many times if you are affected, that is, you'll regret not taking action sooner or speaking up because you'll keep on thinking, oh, they'll get better somehow, they're just in a bad mood. That's not really always the case. We, as a society, as humans, tend to often make excuses for one another because we want to believe that all people are good. We want to have that innocence on display as we don't really want to believe that there's any hesitation on our part or that bad and evil really exist. It's hard to admit, I totally get it. And surprisingly enough, you can be in a position of an abusive power without even realizing it. Well, Now that you know all about what an abuse of power really is, let's bring in some real-world examples. So, if you haven't been living under a rock, you would know that recently the British monarchy took quite a big hit on its reputation, press, ego, everything. And honestly, I can't really say I feel sorry for them. For some time, I have had a role model. You may know her as an actress and philanthropist, or you may know her as a Duchess of Sussex. That's right, I'm talking about Meghan Markle, the world-renowned icon. Back in May of 2018, May 19th to be exact, the wedding of the century took place. Meghan Markle got married to Prince Harry, also known as Harry Windsor, a prominent member of the British royal family. I mean, I also adore that guy. He's so sweet and kind, and I'm sure his mother, the deceased Princess Diana, instilled all of her wonderful values into him. 
It was a fairy tale of a wedding, as you may recall. I remember sitting around the TV, eager for news about the wedding. And they didn't disappoint. But to get into what the real issue here is, is that ever since Meghan earned her rightful title, the press totally drenched her in bad gossip and tabloids. So many of them. The abuse of power I'm talking about here is the paparazzi, the media. They had and still have the power to report on good news and not nasty rumors about who hates who in the palace. And to bring in the aspect that Meghan is American and a person of color, the paparazzi paints a pretty bad picture of her. And ever since these news pieces have come out, all the time really, she has endured so much. And also during the time of her pregnancy and baby Archie's birth. Side note, baby Archie is such a cutie pie. Harry, her husband, understood the struggles that Meghan was and still is going through, um, as his mother faced the same challenges. Princess Diana was such a kindred spirit, bless her heart, and the entirety of the world loved her, except, of course, the British royal family. She was a commoner to them, as the royal family would call her, and the royal family has always been known to treat people outside of their bloodline as close to nothing. Her tragic and shocking death rattled many. People wanted answers, as they believed that it was an inside job and committed by her very own husband. But maybe that's a story for another time. And it isn't really uncommon news that the royal family doesn't really accept outsiders, you could say. The tabloids, the news, the paparazzi, the media in general have pitted Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, and yet another quote-unquote commoner against Meghan Markle. Crazy! Recently, Meghan Markle and Harry Windsor made a big exit from being senior members of the royal family and essentially not performing any more duties for the royal family. They have decided to move and reside in Canada and not receive any more of the taxpayers' money or the funds that they were getting as a result of them doing their royal duties. This put the entire system essentially into shambles. The press went frantic, wondering what the possible next step for the monarchy and all of society could be. This is such a broad example of a monarchy, a time of reign, going down or honestly just taking a hit after bad press. And not just that, the toxic nature of these claims went as far as to say that Meghan was a result of this big change. What? They couldn't be any more wrong. Sometimes, people need a change, a change of scenery. And they can't always be okay with the fact that they're cooped up in a place with rules on everything. I mean, basically, press can rule almost everything you do and maybe even your husband's family. <laughs> um, Harry didn't want what happened with his mother, Princess Diana, to happen to his wife. And I don't know what that sounds like to you, but to me, it sounds like a caring, sincere, and loving husband. And... Looks like to me, Harry never really asked to be part of the royal family himself. To us, living in a palace full of privilege and vanity and success might seem like a dream come true, but not everyone wants that. And that's exactly the reason why people tend to have opinions, just like you and I. For example, when people, when many celebrities become celebrities and they're asked, how do you feel about, all it, about it all? I mean, they're happy for their fans and the support that they're receiving, but many times they do say that the press is the worst part of it all because they can't be free, they can't be their own selves, and everything they do is taken into the wrong account by the media. And also, have you ever heard of the play Macbeth? Well, whatever, because I'm telling you about it anyways. 
Macbeth is a monumental play about ambition and greed. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's related to power and it's repetitive abuse. Abuse of power is an extremely prevalent concept that is synonymous with our society's belief of wrongdoing. When a person is given the opportunity, the power to do something, there are often two ways the situation can go. The abuse of power or competence with the power that the individual is given. Power can dictate what actions an individual takes in life, depending on its influence on the individual. Self-perception is also such a critical aspect of it. Macbeth really did it on this one. He for sure played the role of abuse and of power. I mean, what didn't he do? He betrayed his best friend and killed him. Killed others and their families that he once considered allies. He killed the king who supported him endlessly through all of his, all of his endeavors. And he tried to kill so many more, not counting those who lost their lives in battle. Macbeth wasn't originally this way, though. His wife seduced him and told him that you need to take power of what you have. You need to, you need to force destiny, as they say. Macbeth truly abused all the power that he had. He used his power to get what he wanted, based just off of a prophecy that three witches told him about. The prophecy did predict him, predict him becoming king someday, but in order to let these series of events progress, you don't really do anything out of the ordinary. I mean, of course, once you find out what your destiny essentially is, it's extremely hard to do anything normal. But in his case, he started killing people here and there because he just wanted to be king. king. But I don't think killing is moral, don't you say? Because... Obviously, when you learn about your destiny, you're obviously thinking about what action you take that will lead to that event. Macbeth displayed various character traits that would essentially describe a dictator. Who are some dictators that we know? Well, some dictators that we do know is Kim Jong-un, um, Donald Trump, um, and the Nazi one, Adolf Hitler. Um... So these traits included becoming being, controlling, disloyal, cruel, greedy, dishonest, and devious, and generally evil. In what way does Macbeth not display any of these characteristics in at least one point of the play? Yep, none. Macbeth was essentially a power-hungry monster. Being abusive and sick from the power was what happened, and honestly, when some people get a hold of a certain power, there are two ways that it can really go. First, you can use it for good and help other people and society overall. Or second, you use it for bad and your own personal gain. And unfortunately, the latter is the choice that many people do take. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Powerhouse. It was so great to have such a meaningful conversation with you all. I felt that it was so liberating to finally get at least some of my own thoughts down and discuss about it with you. Shoot me a quick email about your feedback to podcast at powerhouse.org or you can text me at 769-374-6873. That's 769-374-6873. Thanks again and talk to you all soon on our next episode of Powerhouse, focusing on self-image and body confidence. Be there!